Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and returning from lands far away, Ethan Carter. Welcome back. Hey, man. Well, thanks, man. It's good to be back. It is. It's. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to some a little bit of routine. Little bit, a very little bit of routine. <laughs> exactly. So you were on. You were on quite a nice vacation as we saw the the little teasers from your yeah. instagram stories yeah no it was great we were in aruba uh we were there from sunday to saturday night um and yeah i mean the so the first thing the vacation was fantastic um really great spot it was with bettina's family um we had a nice little pool and we could get to the beach pretty easily and i got a lot of nice time with my unofficial nephew who's just under four um, wow. who's, who were, were good buds. So that was like, it, so all of that was really, really good fun. But yeah, it, I gotta tell you, man, it was a little weird being away when, uh, all this stuff was going down and in, all, all in hell breaks loose and you walk back into like, wait, what, what's going on? It's like, you come back to the apocalypse. It was, it was crazy. And, and it hadn't, uh, I think they now have the first couple cases in Aruba, but while we were down there, no one, you know, there had been zero cases. So it kind of felt like it was surreal. It yeah, was nuts. It's, I, you know, I've tried so hard to not like, right. get sucked into it. Yeah. And like, it's hard though. When you're not, when, when you're not the guy that wants to like run out and buy a ton of toilet paper, mm-hmm. but you need toilet paper, yeah. you start to become the guy, like whether you right. want to be the guy or not, you know, it's right. Whether, right. Whether you are doomsday or not, like you, you do need toilet paper, right? Exactly. You, you, you know, and. <clears throat> I, we always have, we always, have, I mean, we have enough to get through a week or two. Right. You know, but it's like, okay, you start digging into your supplies after a week of not being able to get any. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're down to a week and there's no sign that we're going to have any. And I don't believe the toilet paper is going to help. I'm not hoarding it because I think it's going to help. Oh, I'm no. hoarding it because I need freaking toilet to- paper. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, totally. But yeah, we spent like, Three hundred dollars on yep. groceries yesterday, just so that we could basically not have to go out for groceries for a couple of weeks. Because well, and, I, and again, I think that the unknown, again, not being a doomsday, but the unknown is that things could shut down. Like, yeah. they could shut well, down. Well, they are. For, yeah, they are shutting San Francisco, down here. Right? They are shutting down here. So we just found out today that in Rockland County, in New York, where I live, everything mm-hmm. is now going to shut down at eight o'clock. Like businesses are going to be closed at eight o'clock, even if they're allowed to be open. Anything else is pretty much not allowed to be open anymore. It's just there's there's they're they're going hard at this, you know, not just social isolation, but this whole um, this whole we are not going to you're not going to be out unless you need to be. Right. And I I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make this the Corona podcast, but (laughs) it is really, really hard to just ignore what's going on around us. It's so hard to not at least tangentially think about it. Because totally. every every single one of your daily routines are now mm-hmm. interrupted. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. I mean, well, Beth, Beth, for example, is now tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday is going to be going into school. Today they were off. Friday they are off. But they're going in Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to learn the new distance learning system so that they can wow. do distance learning for New York City's Department of Ed, which is 1.1 million students. Right. That's insane. That's, yeah. that's, I can't even fathom the logistics of making that happen. Right. It's just, and that's just one example of things that are just completely, completely different. I yeah. just Whether yeah. it's the virus or not, I mean, it is, the world is going to be a little different for, for 
probably a few months in my theory, you know, in my opinion. I was, but. I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody at work, I said, we're going to look back at this, you know, the last two weeks of the way we look back at like 9-11. Oh, yeah. Totally. Where it's like, this is where everything <clears throat> changed. Like, yep. Everything changed. Sure. You're, you're not going to have, you know, massive gatherings of people for a long time, if yep. ever again. I mean, it just yep. may not be a thing anymore. Yeah, it's nuts. It'll, it'll be different. Well, here's here's the two upsides. One, um, podcasts are the definition of social distancing, mm-hmm. and as well as most makers. I mean, uh, you know, well, there's been a ton of memes, <laughs> right? But most makers are the epitome of you know we're, we we're in our shop by ourselves. I think we've talked about that in many episodes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one upside is uh we're 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 geared towards that life. But we are used to being we are used to being alone. Aren't yeah. We? <laughs> It's, it's, I, you know, I hope I, you know, I don't want to make too much light of it, but I also don't want this to be super dark, but I really do hope if, you know, if you're listening to this and you're dealing with it in a more direct way than we happen to be, or if your family is, I really do hope everything turns out okay. We don't, we, you know, we may make light of it, but honestly, that's gallows humor. That's not me not acknowledging, that's not me acknowledge, not acknowledging I, no, it, I use it, it the can right be... grammatical form there. I have no idea, but it's not me not noticing that this is a big deal. I yeah. understand. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah. yeah, we um, we had um, you you had a video, and I we were talking about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting <clears throat> from your vacation, and because I follow so many jewelry makers, I just assumed it was one of them, and I didn't even watch it. And then today, I accidentally watched it because I watched your <laughs> other video, and I'm like. Oh wow, that is really freaking cool! So, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of what happened? Because it looked—I got to tell you something. As a jewelry maker, yeah, I was like, "Oh, I want to try that." <laughs> yeah, well, all right, well, I'll t- let's do this because let me tell you about the video and the experience because that was super mm-hmm. cool. And then let's come back to the video because there—it's it, interesting. I've been looking at my analytics, and we were talking about it beforehand, mm-hmm. and I think it's—it's it's interesting. Um, and of course we don't know the answer because no one knows, you know, the, why Instagram does what it does, but it is, it was interesting this past couple of weeks. So, um, but yeah, so while I was down there, so, um, Bettina's sister goes down to Aruba a lot and has two friends, uh, older friends, uh, that live there. I think it's, they're allowed to live there four months a year. Uh, there's some very strict rules about how long you can live there if you're not Dutch, um, or Arubian. Um, but, uh, she knows this local artist and um, actually, local artist and her husband's also a local artist, and they have work all over the uh, all over the country. Um, you know, sculptures, all sorts of things. But uh, this particular artist is a glass uh, glass bead maker, and she does these classes on a couple days a week. And you can, you know, they're paid classes, and you go and you learn how to make these glass beads. So uh, her sister knew that I was into making, and knew that I go stir crazy if I sit on a beach every day for six days straight. So she, she asked if I wanted to do it. So, uh, me and Bettina's mom went and did this class and it was so cool, Vincent. I, and I think you'd be a hundred percent. Oh, I, I'm super all about into it. it. it I'm all about it. it. So basically, basically what we did is you have a certain, you know, uh, it's a type of torch head, uh, that just hooks up to propane and you have these long glass rods and, um, and long story short, they she teaches you how to basically make glass beads. And so she teaches you the basics and then she teaches you how to combine different uh, colors of glass. And if you take more than one day, you learn how to do t- designs and different techniques and stuff like that. But all it is is really it's a torch, uh, these glass rods, uh, these kind of... Uh, 
almost like bamboo skewers, but not they're metal, but uh, wrapped with uh, that are dipped in clay. And you just heat the glass up and wrap it around this um, the, the clay and cool it down, and you've got a glass bead. It sounds super simple. Let me tell you, it. I, I went in <laughs> a little cocky. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like, I'm a maker. I do things with my hands all the time. And it was so hard, but also <laughs> so rewarding. It was super, super cool. Um, so yeah, so it was a cool. I, I actually am thinking about getting my own setup because I, I had that much fun with it. And it's not that hard. I talked to her afterwards about the setup and it's it's really not that expensive to get into. And uh, and it just takes practice. So it was so the thumbnail. So the thumbnail of yeah. your video, you made all the beads on that? Or? I made all the beads. And so wow. the class, it was from 10 to... So it's 10 to 1, but uh, basically the first, you know, 45 minutes are, you know, safety and learning. And then the last uh, 45 minutes is taking the beads off. So you're only making for a little while. Um, But yeah, so I made all those beads. Uh, Some of them are horribly ugly and some of them were somewhat decent. Um, But yeah, we made I made all those beads. Um, and you know, they have a very small Instagram presence, but I was like, you know, I'll make, you know, I'm going to make a video out of it and I'll give you guys a lot of, uh, you know, shout outs and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was super fun. (laughs) So cool. I, I, I'm so, I was so impressed, like just. Once I realized it was you that made this right because I had zero experience. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wow!" And the color, the color scheme is really freaking cool. This is this is great. I mean, I'm impressed. You're making jewelry now. Was, yet another was... way, you're trampling on my damn life. <laughs> Stay in my lane. I actually had that stay thought as I was making it. I was, as I was making, it, I was like, "Vincent's gonna be telling me to stay in my lane. Stay in your lane. No, like I I'm you, telling no you, no woodworking, no woodworking, no jewelry making. Stop it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you though, you you definitely dig it, and you know. It was super hot down there and then being in front of the torch, but I don't think it'd be that hot because it's, it's, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like uh, blacksmithing or anything like that. The torch is going away from you mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's very accessible. That's, I think that's what I was so surprised by. It was a very accessible uh, craft to get into so it is it is really cool when you you look at something that you think is like i don't even know how to do that right. or whatever and then you try and you go oh this is kind of something that i can get the equipment and do this in my basement if i really wanted to right and and you know like i said i was horrible at it but at the same time i wasn't so horrible that it wasn't it was that i couldn't get over it you know what i mean like with pra- right. i could see that with practice i was getting better already in the one day you know, and you could see how you could get better at it. And I'm, I'm sure that the glass isn't that expensive either at it. And I'm, I'm sure that the glass isn't that expensive either. I, I, you know, I can't be so inhibitive that you wouldn't want to waste your time learning, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine it being a, a super expensive thing to do because even the poorest of poor countries that don't have basically anything do cool stuff like this kind of like like glass blowing and stuff right it's, it's one of those it's not about having a lot of equipment it's about having the right equipment right and i think that that's that makes all the difference and and if you have someone that can teach you how to do it like it you probably yeah. part of the reason you picked this up as quick as you did oh absolutely i, mean, I know fantastic. you have natural skills i mean we're not gonna we're not no, gonna sit but... here and pretend that you have no functional abilities but I think having a really good teacher and functional abilities, you could just pick it up really quick. So my question is, you have two bracelets in the picture. You have the one at the top corner yep. with the single bead and then the, the one with all the beads. So the, which was one of them, for, which was the first? Well, all right. So no, so I made all the beads. And so so the one, the the single bead one. It was really um, cool. I love it, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and that, and that one was for Bettina. So she, she loves like, I was going for a turquoise type color because she loves the turquoise scheme. 
Um, mm. And so that was that was the bead. That was probably my second second or th- yeah, probably my second to last bead. And that and that added a new technique of making it like a cylinder type mm. uh, bead. Um, and so that one was 100% designed and, or you know intended for her so that's why that one got made into its own bracelet the other ones i just threw on a cord and i'm going to figure out what i'm going to do with them after i get home because so i didn't put a lot of thought into the pattern or anything like that so the Uh rest of them are going to be made into other things in the future may i i'll make a suggestion yeah you can um those would be and i don't know how big the holes on them are i'm assuming they're a little bit on the larger side. Yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah. Um, but I would say if you've not tried it yet, making earrings with he- with um, head pins yes. would be something, because you could buy head pins super cheap at Michael's, yep. and you could buy a head pin bender to make it go much faster. The most expensive part of making head pin earrings is the bender. Is the bender. The yeah. bender's like $37. But oh, you yeah. only need one. Well, you, I have three of them. You only need one size. <laughs> well, you, know, you know what I think too is because again they're not you know so the hardest part for me so basically you heat up the ma- you heat up the glass and you have this like you know dowel type thing mm-hmm. and then you you basically twist the dowel and roll the roll the glass if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So yep. the what the hardest part for me and you know she did it perfectly and I did it I could never get the feel of it is the when I put it on there. It, the first part is always the thickest, so I didn't have the right roll for it. So every, every a lot of the smaller beads, especially because you don't reheat those, the um, have like a thicker side and a smaller side. Yeah. But I actually think that would, so it kind of is a little wonky for bracelets. But, but I work. think it might work for necklace I mean, for earrings. Earrings. So yeah, yeah, the one thing that's great about irregular size beads is that for earrings, they're 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 kind of I don't want to say fashion forward, but they're they're um, relevant would be yeah right. yeah okay like that's a relevant design now where people are doing asymmetrical earrings because the stones they're trying to keep the stones natural i actually have three boxes here of various types of drilled natural shaped stones so huh. what's really cool is you know you get all this color and whatever but you make two earrings and they're not they're not the same and they're they, not supposed to be they're not supposed to be they're right, supposed right. to be you know, obviously these are meant to be strung on a long length, mm-hmm. but what ends up happening is you can make these really cool earrings out of them, and the earrings are the natural stones. In your case, they'd be glass, mm-hmm. and they have this unique asymmetry to them that makes them look handmade. It's huh. it's it's kind of a neat look, and yeah. it's something that if you get them close enough, you can pull it off. You don't want them to be ridiculous. You don't right. want them to be a half inch and an inch. But right. if you get them within the ballpark of each other, they look the asymmetric look is definitely definitely on trend right I now. I like that idea. So, I think that's. I think I'm going to try to do that. I can I, if you want. If you want, we can have a little discussion during the week, and we can talk about the supplies you'd need because okay. I know if, with holes that big, you can't just put them on the head. Yeah, no, they're definitely you'd pretty big cap, holes. Yeah, so you'd need cap beads on the bottom, which is again not a big deal. You just get some cap beads, some head pins. You thread them through, you pinch, you pinch the top, and you put fish hooks on, and you're done. And you have really nice earrings, and you can do some really cool stuff. Because I notice you do have, you don't have any that are particularly screaming unique. You have mm. at least two of kind oh, yeah. of each one. So you can really do some neat stuff. And hey, if you use eye pins instead, then you could put a charm on the bottom underneath. And oh yeah, yeah, okay. The amount of stuff you can do yeah, with this with simple those. design is unbelievable. You can get a box of head pins, a box of eye pins. And the bender and some cap beads, 
and you could just be making earrings for the next 20 well, months. I think that'll be a really nice present too for her mo- so her mom treated me to the class which is also super oh nice. dude there you and go yeah so I, I think that would be a really nice present for her mom I think she'd dig that. If it's something, if it's something you don't feel like doing, you know, send me the beads. I'll do them for you. You know, handmade by Vincent Ferrari, custom for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool, though. Yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, just again, the you know, the chance to learn something new on vacation was just such a. And that's not a like that's not a common skill. No, it's not a skill that you see everyone on YouTube doing or all of our friends do. I don't know any one of us our friends that do that. Well, and and again, it was from a true artist. I mean, she. I mean, it it was not like a you know craft project with the locals i mean you know like it was she the work that she does is phenomenal so one of the things she does is uh you know bombay sapphire like the gin like the blue bottles you probably recognize yeah she makes these huge glass beads out of those bottles and is the coolest like the coolest blue and the coolest organic shapes and stuff like that so it was very very cool that is that's so amazing yeah that video did absolutely nothing Yes, so that's what we were talking about beforehand yeah. because so I didn't notice it and I didn't watch it, but I readily admit that it's because I was scrolling by thinking it was one of my other jewelry people and I don't necessarily watch. If I watched all my jewelry people and the videos they posted, I would literally do nothing but watch we'll watch, people, it, yeah. uh, watch Instagram video all day. But you said this wasn't performing as well as your videos. Well, and it, and it wasn't do. just this one. I, again, that one, that one it was to your point completely off brand. So it, mm-hmm. you know that one not have uh, surprised me if it had if that one by itself but yeah it was, it was funny oh, wow. i was just thinking I'm about looking it. at your numbers it is way off it's horrible your last three videos i'm not trying to rub it no in, but your no last three I mean, videos trust me way off. way off so so two weeks ago when we recorded our the double session mm-hmm. just to put some numbers to things i was doing you know somewhat more on brand but not spectacular posts i mean i wouldn't think or spectacular projects they were not projects i was i would expect to do phenomenal right but they were kind of my traditional everyday kind of projects Mm -hmm. and i was getting just to put numbers on it i was getting 2000 plus views and anywhere from you know 175 likes to uh to 250 and mm-hmm. that's a lot. I mean, that, and that's really good for me. I would, that was what Instagram was a fan of, of my account for it during that time. <laughs> so that was, at, you know, that was at the high end of it. And then last week, it just dive bombed. So I think my, I did the Bernie, um, the case for my um, sprocket. And that did okay, but not great. And then I did, I think the next one was like, I made some passport, leather passport covers, which again, none of these posts that would, would be in my top, uh, my opinion, my top posts by any means are kind of filler posts. So I'll <laughs> readily admit that, but it did nothing and then nothing and then nothing. It's It's been amazing how bad my posts have done. Weird. Isn't that crazy? With, yeah, I mean, it, it we're is, talking... And it's so, noticeable too. It's Actually, do you have it pulled up? Like, what did that jewelry one do? Again, so very off I, brand. Yeah, so, okay, so I have I have your, your, your feed. I'm looking at your feed now and I'm just looking at the raw numbers. So let's go back six videos. Okay. So the first one, the the sixth one was um, you doing some lacing on um, the battery pack, right? Yep. That one was two thousand one hundred eighty nine plays on that video. Yep. The, the cuts all file handle covers one thousand five hundred eighty five. The sprocket cover you made for Bernie one thousand one hundred ninety three. Yep. Okay. Then you did the passport covers and it dropped down to four hundred nine views. Yep. Then the jewel, the beads, three hundred and twenty, 
and the mic arm, which you released today, 296. Exactly. And again, I, I, I fully want, this is not coming off as, I don't want this to come off as a pity party at, at all. It's more of just, yeah, it's more, more of like, this is what Instagram, can, well, and this is what Instagram can do. I mean, mm-hmm. again, none of those posts are, do I feel like are my best posts by any means, but it just shows you, you can't control Instagram sometimes. No, you, you not only can you see the thing with the thing that Instagram, you know, Look, Instagram is generally fairer than YouTube. I, mm-hmm. I will say that. I would much. say that, yeah. But as far as as far as what they do, you don't know until you just get ratioed. Mm-hmm. You just get knocked the hell out, and you don't know what hit you. Well, and, uh, and I, I will say the opposite of this. And I was listening to some podcast recently, and they were saying the same thing. The opposite of this is you have those times when you get ridiculous views you know three thousand views and you'd have no idea why either and we we take we consider we tend to take those and say oh we're awesome right and then we take tend to take these and say well instagram you know is squashing my posts so to be fair Mm -hmm. we get it both ways but but the ones that you can't explain the thing with you the thing with instagram is you can't explain why suddenly you're not in the you can't explain suddenly why they're not liking you very much right well you know? we, we, we were starting to talk about that before that uh the episode yeah. and there's a couple of things yeah that, so we kind of figured out so one of the things i noticed and you know this is you're a very big story guy you do mm-hmm. stories all day long every day and that's something that you weren't doing as often and i do know you know i know everybody says you can't know but we do know certain things about oh, instagram yeah. and one thing is if you're not doing stories they're not paying attention to you it doesn't matter your feed could have new posts five times a day if you're not doing stories they're not paying attention to yep. you yep it does not matter what else you're doing they won't surface you and if you're if you're not getting that interaction level from your audience on your posts that plus no stories you're not going to get surfaced to anyone anymore yeah and um, so yeah so so those are absolutely like so, well, here's the thing, too. And part of this is, one, I so I came off of WorkbenchCon, and then I traveled for work, and then I was getting ready for vacation, and then I went on vacation. So my engagement, I mean, my stories have were very low versus, you know, what I typically do. Yep. But the other thing, and so, and then that led to engagement on my posts and stuff like that. But the other thing that we were talking about that... It, I think is a, I don't think people have talked about this much, but I think it's a I, looking at this the, these numbers is I'm as many of you know I'm usually a very engaged on other people's posts, mm-hmm. so I'm commenting, I'm liking, I'm commenting, I'm engaging, all of those things on other people's posts, and that dropped way off just because I was busy, right? And I don't know, I I don't think people have really ever kind of trying to quantify that, but. I think that's a contributing factor. I think Instagram, uh, I have not been as engaged. And I think that that, I don't know. I think maybe that has led to some of the, you know, them not offering me up as much. So I think there, I think there's a distinct possible, I think there's a distinct possibility that you've hit on something there that I never even considered. And now I'm, now I'm really interested in it. Mm -hmm. Like, so I I almost want to, but my account's not big enough. I don't have in, I don't have Ethan Carter following, me, <laughs> so I can't do that right now. But it really is an interesting thought, you know. What if 
what if I stopped being active on other people's stuff, but just continued doing stories and posts? Because I've, right. I've been better about doing more stories. Than I know. I actually, I do. saw that. I was going to comment <laughs> on that. I was super pumped when I when I saw that you were doing stories the other day. Yeah, it's it's. You know, I was I was down in the shop because really, what it. the hell else are you going to do now? You, you basically right. you're in forced isolation, so I'm spending time <laughs> in my shop making stuff for customers now. And I'm you know I'm down there. I'm doing this, that, and the third, and I'm like, wow, I just did like six stories six story posts in one day and Instagram's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Okay. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, looking at my numbers, my overall numbers on my posts went up when I started yeah. doing stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, there is a definite, you know, like I keep saying, we can't say for sure, but mm-hmm. we can pretty much say with a certain degree of authority that if you're doing stories, you're going to, your posts get surfaced. It's just the way Instagram works now. Well, and it used to be they would, when they started doing live, it was that way too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you totally. aren't doing live when they started going live, mm-hmm. then you aren't getting your stuff surfaced at all. So now they've substituted live for stories because nobody really goes live. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think the other thing though, too, is that there's, there's the Instagram algorithm, and we've touched on it before, too. I think there's also the human connection part of, of doing stories, that that's where people f- connect with you, and, like, they see your face, they, they th- you know, all of a sudden you're not a logo, you're a person, and there is that aspect to it, but that's longer term. That's not a, that's not a bump, you know, an instant bump in your numbers. Right. It's a longer term kind of it builds on itself, but yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. those all of a sudden you go up or you go down. Right? Oh, totally. Totally. Um, but it is, I will say this and I'm, I'm just, I'm, it is nice to have you back because it was weird not doing the podcast last oh, week. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. It, I, I felt so, and I was, I said this, Oh, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Bruce. Um, so no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it was last night. Uh, or yesterday, me and Bruce were started, you know, texting, and we texted a little bit while we were, while I was on vacation. But I just said to him, I I felt so disconnected from the community, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is gonna sound super. Here you go. This is my term too, but this is gonna sound super cheesy. But I totally, I felt totally disconnected from the community for the last two to three weeks, mm-hmm. and. Again, it's not it's not the you know, it's not an addiction to Instagram at all. It's it's more of I just felt like I didn't know what everyone was doing, you know? Well, and uh I, I, I didn't I like realized, it. I realized how much we talk. Yeah, right. Because I really I really, really, really did not want to bother you all. I know, and you're really not, good about that, by the way. I, yeah, I, I noticed that and I know it's not because you don't want to. It's 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 a yeah. respect thing. So I, I just do that, not I yeah. you know, I don't I don't want to at all communicate with you while you're there to get away you're with your family yeah. or whatever and it's like i don't want to but i realized how many times i went right. to grab my grab a message mm-hmm. i remember the only thing i actually messaged you was stop posting stories you're on vacation <laughs> little did you know that that's how i'm keeping my sanity but <laughs> fair enough but yeah it's, no, it's funny yeah. You, you don't realize so yeah i can imagine you probably did feel disconnected because totally. like i said i didn't realize how much we chat in the right. course of a week and it's like holy crap i didn't say a word to him for a whole week that's yeah. so weird <laughs> well and, and again this is the as you know jason stapleton said this is the new you know the 2020 type of relationship friendships and stuff like that is is this is how we connect with people uh whether it's good or bad this is how we stay connected with people and it it is weird when you're when you kind of get cut off from that so yeah it's been it's been weird for sure isn't it crazy by the way that that might be what saves humanity is the fact that we're used to having friends that we don't see face to face i know right i know (laughs) think about it by the way today as as we record this it's march 16th 
Mm-hmm. And today is actually Jason's birthday. Well, so, happy birthday, Jason. Hey, happy birthday, Jason. I know I've said it probably about 40 million different places, and I, I don't want to come <laughs> off as like I'm kissing his butt or anything, even though that, that beautiful, beautiful logo that sits behind him oh, on my. all his live videos now. I'm, oh. I'm going to brag for you for a second. So <laughs> anyone that, well, you heard the episode because we replayed it on this, but uh, Vincent made this amazing um, acrylic sign with Jason's logo in it, and it is shown up in every one of uh his like videos on his new office it's in the background in every video and you can tell there's like a bookshelf with nothing else on it but that so you know it's uh it was it's really cool to see it's very awesome i watch his live streams and there's the thing i made sitting back there and i've said it a million times that the one thing that the one thing that hit me was you know when i gave it to him he's like listen i'm gonna this is gonna be up in the new studio and it's gonna be in every one of my videos and i'm like yeah okay i appreciate (laughs) that you like it thank you you don't but then he did the first video of the new studio where he was, you know, everything was in shrink wrap in the middle of the floor before he started painting. But and the only thing that yeah. was unpacked was the logo. It was sitting there on his printer. And I'm like, oh, my God, he really does like it. And now it's exactly where he said it was going to be. It's right up in a prominent place. And it just, oh, I well, swear it was I the most perfect thing I made last year. I, like, I get, I get like, goosebumps and excited for like every time I see so I can't even imagine (laughs) what it's like for you because it's it's pretty cool I mean of all the people and you know it's not like it's not like a fan who and don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong if a fan buys something for me and shows it off that makes me very happy oh absolutely this is is a different level of special for me this is this is this is the guy who I feel like I gets most of the credit for the person I am today and it's just having having that in a mm-hmm. prominent place. And look, the reality is no one's ever going to know that I made that for him, mm-hmm. right? He did you show do. it. He did a live stream on Instagram um, last week. And I was like, hey, that logo looks real good. Wink, wink. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he took it forward. And he goes, here, this is what Vincent makes. If you want to see, if you want to go, Vincent, plug your website. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> it's like so cool. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been really cool watching him. He's building, he built out one hell of a beautiful room to do his um to do his trainings and his interviews and he's been doing the show from there because he's been doing the um social distancing thing too yeah um, well i like it i think it's to. gonna be cool yeah it's it's amazing oh, the world is just a wonderful place in some ways we are yep. well let's remember that with all the yeah. craziness going on you know no there's a lot look in the old days, and we take for granted that, you know, in, in the old days, if you, something like this hit, you were out of business. You couldn't right. function. You, you couldn't work remotely. There was no such thing as working remotely. Now it's like, well, maybe, maybe we start thinking about, you know, Zoom and go to meeting instead of face-to-face meetings. Maybe we start doing emails instead of meetings. Maybe mm-hmm. we stop having all this stupid face-to-face stuff. I mean, look, there are salespeople that need to have face-to-face meetings. But if we can contain people making person-to-person contact to where it's just people who need to, mm-hmm. just for a little while, it doesn't have to be permanent, but that will make a huge difference. Yeah, a huge for difference. sure. I'm lucky. I work in an office. I work in an office that's in a warehouse. And the density, it's a forty-five or 50,000-square-foot warehouse, and there's 10 people that work in it. Mm-hmm. So there's no density in that. And we are all hyper aware of what's going on. Right, Everybody's right. constantly washing their hands and using hand sanitizer. And we don't sit in a room and talk to each other three inches from each other. We're talking. <laughs> we're, we're, pre, we're substantially far away. That's the only interaction I've had other than going to the grocery store 
a couple of times this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I already feel like, yeah, I'm already limiting my human contact without even really thinking about it. Yeah. But that, that's, you know, that I, I, that'll do your part. I don't want to talk about this too much, but it's so hard not to talk about it. It's, 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 it's it's what's going on, right? Yeah. It is crazy. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, and well, I've talked about before too. I mean, I'm set up to work from home and you know what? (laughs) I'm happy to work from home. I I'm productive from working to work from home Mm -hmm. and think, you know, it's, it's in the day, this day and age, there's no reason for me to be in the office. I was thinking about the the reason for me to be in the office right now is, is to interact with people and to be in meetings. And that's the exact thing that we're not supposed to do. So why would I, why do I go to the office? You know, it's basically, yeah. So, um, we are, we are at 32 minutes. So why don't we take a quick break? Cool. And then we'll come back because I did actually have a topic I want. I know. To I'm sorry. I, I think I no, blabbed on too long. But. No, it's fine. <laughs> we are free. We are free flowing, man. We are free flowing. <laughs> the return of Ethan Carter, world traveler. It's big news for because uh, we make. And then next week it's just gonna be like, well, I've just sat in my workshop for the last. Yeah. <laughs> I sat there. I sat there just corset stitching everything. I can't. Fi- <laughs> exactly. I also can't find Bettina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. Right after our break okay so something weird happened last week so i sat down i sat down to write a was it last week or the week before i don't even know i I usually judge weeks by when we talk and now it's like we haven't talked in so long i don't know what week it was it could have been two weeks ago i don't know we released the podcast but we did it two weeks ago yeah yeah. it's bizarre Wow, I was wiped out the next freaking day. I'll oh tell my you god, me much. too. <laughs> and we, it wasn't even that much later. It was more than the fact that we talked for twice as long. Or yeah, something. it was. It was late enough. <laughs> yeah, it was late enough for sure. So yeah. okay, so I did it five days ago. So it was last week. So I, I was sitting there and I started. I've started doing something that, I mean, this is going to sound so old school and ridiculous, but I'm going to explain the reasoning for it. Um, one of the things that Jason, oh God, it's just become the Jason Stapleton, Bruce Ulrich podcast. Um, but one of the things that Jason's been doing lately is he's been doing much more communication with his mailing list. And I am really crap at doing any kind of communication with my mailing list. Like I just don't do it. And I've decided I'm going to start really pushing hard to communicate more with my mailing list with my customers with the people that have purchased my stuff with the people that are registered on my site all that stuff and one of the ways i'm doing it is i'm literally putting out every week something of value for my my readers and i was writing an email and it started to be an email about me selling my my saint patrick's day line which i've made a whole bunch of stuff for and frankly i sold one piece it was a little bit disappointing. I guess St. Patrick's Day is not a big jewelry holiday. That's fine. Now I have the stuff in the in the store and, you know, we'll we'll do better next year, right? But here's the interesting thing that happened. As I was writing this email, I I kind of stumbled onto a mission statement for okay, my cool. for my little company. Yeah. And the mission statement is custom for everyone. Hmm. And I like that. It resonated instantly as i wrote it and i just got really 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 excited because i as much as it looks like i know what i'm doing <laughs> i'm gonna give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of a tip 
I don't. Well, yeah, I, so that's you're not alone in that, bud. Yeah, no, I know. And that's that's the thing, right? It only looks like I have a plan. My plan <laughs> is I want to make stuff and I want to sell stuff. And I want you guys that buy my stuff to come back and say, I want you to make me more stuff. And that's right. my business model, right? <laughs> but there isn't, I, I don't want to say there isn't a focus, but there really wasn't a mission statement. Why do, you know, one of the things we say, and I say in the intro of this podcast every week, why we do what we do. Right. And I never had the why for why I do this. And uh, okay. You, you can't say passion. Everybody has passion. Or you wouldn't do it, right? We right. have to assume things like passion, love, mm-hmm. enjoyment, all that stuff. You have right. to assume that. Otherwise, you would just work for somebody else and that would be the end of it. So sure. I did think about it. I'm like, why is, why do I do this? And, I realize that the reason I want to do it is because I want everyone to have custom stuff without it breaking the bank because I feel like custom is so out of reach for people. Mm-hmm. I want to almost, I, it's, it's almost a conflict of terms, but I want to commoditize custom. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the idea of custom for everyone, just it hit me and I just stopped yeah. cold as I was writing. I'm like, oh my God, that's my mission statement. And now it's got me refocused. So what, some of the things I'm doing, um, I had a really good sales week last week. Probably the best since I started doing the site. Um, awesome. And one of one of my customers who I love dearly, and I really do love her dearly. She is a wonderful human being, one of my closest friends. She got her her um, her bonus, her annual bonus, and she just went bonkers ordering <laughs> stuff. And I am just floored by the sheer quantity of stuff she bought but she bought stuff for herself she bought gifts for her family and it was just phenomenal and it made me feel so good but what it also did was let me close out a lot of inventory so now my inventory is shifting toward custom so Which I'm is what this... you, you we talked about this two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now what I'm gonna have now what I'm taking the opportunity to do is I'm gonna sell off any of the pre-made stuff mm-hmm. and I'm gonna leave stuff up as examples <clears throat> of what I can customize. So the way I'm doing this is I'm positioning when I make something and post it on Instagram now. Yep. If you notice, I always tag it now with, hey, let me try. If this doesn't work for you, maybe I can tweak it to make it work for you or something oh, yeah, similar. Okay. That's part of my branding now because I want people to associate that with an idea rather than a hard product. You have to buy this one. Yeah. And you know what? It's working. That's awesome. Because no, I love I, that idea. Yeah. I actually made sales last week of things that I had already made. With tweaked versions mm-hmm. to people, which is good because then, A, it leaves that item in my store so I don't have to make another one to put it back in my store. Number two, A, no, B is the next one, dummy. Um, <laughs> B, it also lets people know that, hey, this is just an idea. We don't have to go with this one. So another thing I'm going to do is the 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 order, the page, the product page is now going to have a customization box, and I'm working on getting this done. Every single item will have a customization notes box so that when you order something, you can just tell me up front, hey, I, do you have any stones that, like you said, Bettina likes turquoise, right? Mm-hmm. So if I could take maybe one of the St. Patrick's Day bracelets and like, hey, could you make that same bracelet but just with turquoise type stones? Right. I can yeah. totally do that. You know, all of this is kind of flowing into the plan of 
custom, custom for, for everyone. everyone. Custom for everyone. And it's I just keep saying it in my head mm-hmm. over and over again. It's like I really want this to I want this to be my mantra with this with this little company that I have going. No, I love that, man. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, and to, so one of the things I did this weekend was I made a cutting I made a cutting board for that friend of mine mm-hmm. and I shipped it off. And as I was sitting, you know, you know me and I'm very <clears throat> big on packaging and mm-hmm. branding and your image, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did with this one that I've never done before with any cutting boards I've sold, I actually made a cutting board instruction sheet, how to care for a cutting board, I love how to, it. all of it, where to get the products to do it. Um, what you should do with it, what you shouldn't do with it, how you should maintain it. And that now goes in an envelope with my stamp on it, and that goes in every cutting board. And it's little touches like that where I feel like this not only makes... All right, so maybe this is a somewhat off-the-shelf thing, even though I did a big laser engrave on it, but it really is just a maple slab cutting board, right? Right. But with that envelope... With the, you know, I wrapped it with care and I really made sure that it was nicely positioned in the box. I do feel like they got that cutting board. They'll get that cutting board and go, wow, this is, this was made for me. This wasn't something he had on the shelf right. that he just right. made, you know, he just, you know, oh, I'll, I'll sell her this one. I'll talk her into yeah, this yeah. one. Right. No, this one's made for me. She wanted it 10 by 13. It's I ten by it. thirteen. Yep. It's an inch, an inch and a third thick. It weighs about six and a half pounds. It's a block, oh, right? And it is, it is substantial, and it's got the most beautiful engraving of a moose on it that you've ever seen. That's awesome. You, you know, one thing, and and just this is just came to mind is one thing you should think about because uh, Bruce has done it, and I did it for uh, Christmas presents. You should think about making the uh, cutting board conditioner because it's super cheap to make mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. it is such a like it goes so far with as an addition like as an add-on as an add-on i i you know it's funny i never see this is why we do this show. i know i never right? thought of actually i was like i don't need to make it because i have some but yeah no i could sell it in the little tins little with tin the board it it really does not cost what? anything and and if you have a you, like so i did uh, so for the cutting boards I made for Bettina's mom's, uh, she gave them out as uh, to her girlfriends for uh, Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted me to use little mason jars, but you can get little mason jars. You can get little tins on Amazon for dirt cheap, yeah. and you already have the stickers. The sticker goes on the top. It looks so legit, and it's it's just beeswax and mineral oil. And but it, that goes so far as a special little like you know you throw it in there it doesn't cost it probably costs you two bucks and if you're selling the cutting boards for what you should you should be able to make that margin oh yeah and i mean i sell my boards for a hundred about 140 yeah for so two bucks of that i could throw it in and still look like a a, a hero exactly well and it'll go a long way because they because people don't go out and buy cutting board conditioner that it's one of those things that people don't do but Mm. if you give it to them and they actually use, use it, it their wow. y- your cutting board is going to look that much better for a lot longer and that is like instant branding for whenever someone comes over and it's like oh that cutting board looks so nice you know and now they'll come back they'll come exactly. back for more too exactly they, dude that's really good this is why we do this is by the way guys <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you don't get on other making podcasts mm-hmm. so the other thing i figured out the other thing i figured out and i didn't want to leak this but i'm going to put it on here because the people that listen to this are all friends so <laughs> I went to Amazon a couple of weeks ago, and I got, and in my hot little hands I'm holding, a pack of 25 anodized aluminum business cards. 
What? Now, when right. you hear anodized aluminum and you know I have a laser, you already know where I'm going, right? Oh, yeah. But here's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. <clears throat> this, is, this is probably going to be the project for this week in the mornings before I go to work. I am working on doing gift cards for my shop. Oh, and I love it. I'm going to laser engrave the gift card, these little black business cards to be gift cards for my shop. And the way I'm going to do this, and for those of you that have an e-commerce system, listen up, because I'm going to give you (laughs) something I figured out, and I'm going to give it to you for free. What you need to do for each each gift card you sell, you make a a coupon code, right? For the coupon code, you say that the coupon code is, let's say it's a $25 gift card. So you make the gift card, the code worth $25 off your order. You then put that coupon code on the business card that you're making your gift card. You put it in a nice envelope and you send it off to your customer. You just made $25. Boom. When the customer checks out, they put the code on the card into the coupon code section of your site and they get their $25 back. Love it. Now, it gets better. Because you're doing this with coupon codes, you can, quote, reload that coupon code for them. So if they want to say, hey, you know, maybe I want to reuse that coupon code. I want to reuse this gift card at some point. No problem. Send, you know, check out for this much for a new card, and I'll just add the value to your old card. Boom. Hmm. Boom. I'm going to custom make envelopes out of cardstock. I've already got the template set up. I just haven't gotten around to cutting. I'm going to cut it all on the laser. And I'm going to stamp it with a special stamp that I'm going to make this week. I and love the it. whole thing is going to be super, super premium. And it's going to, you're going to get a, an engraved anodized aluminum business card that's going to be a gift card to Handmade by Vincent Ferrari. I love it. I want to get something just so I can get the card. You just the card, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, we'll, uh, maybe we'll make that part of our uh, giveaway if we ever do Patreon. Oh, I know. We got to do that, huh? Uh, and there was one more thing that I, yeah. and just part of the mission <clears throat> statement thing. And because I want to talk, I want to see, all right, as part of the mission statement. So I put the cutting board thing up on Jason Stapleton's private social network group. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys there, my good friend Drew, <clears throat> he is one of those successful people that's just full of ideas <laughs> and he's you ever you ever bump into someone Dang those people <laughs> yeah you just go oh it's no wonder you're successful right this oh, makes yeah. perfect Absolutely. sense like mm-hmm. you're smart so i he's going he goes this looks really good he goes i you're i noticed your your tagline isn't anywhere on and i'm like holy crap already like i'm like <laughs> i didn't even think to put my tagline on it that's how yeah disconnected i was from what i was making right so i put the tagline on he goes but then it got me thinking why isn't your domain customforeveryone.com? I just oh. looked and it's available. And I went, oh my God. So I came in. So now custom right, so you, for I hope every- you got it before you talked about this on the. Yeah. So I got <laughs> customforeveryone.com is now also pointed to vincentmferrari.com. Awesome, man. How the hell yeah, that's was awesome. customforeveryone.com available? That's nuts. I know. I can't, dude, if I never use that domain, oh yeah, I could matter. sell it for thousands of mm-hmm. dollars. So. I, was, I, I was talking to uh, Bettina's dad this weekend, and he he's had a bunch of different things over the years, and um, and just online things. And he was talking about like he sold a, a few domains, and you know, it's like not, you know, some of them are like twenty five hundred bucks, 
And some yeah. of them are like five grand. Like, and there there were things that he wasn't doing anything with anyways. So it's just yeah. like nuts. It's, it's just like, found. It's found, found money. money. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I was wondering, and I know you don't you don't have as much. You're not as business oriented with your making as I am. So right. I was wondering, do you have a mission statement of your own? No, or you know have I you don't. Even thought and, about and, it. And I'm, I was thinking about it as you were talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Um, but I also think it's like. I, I think of a mission statement as, as what I want, you know, what I want my brand to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've always had, and Bettina came up with it, um, really early on, but one of the things I've always had as kind of a tagline or whatever is like building, designing, learning, and hmm. which is definitely a hundred percent what I, you know, those are the things I want to, I want to be representative but at the same time, I also think inspiring and that's super cheesy, as I always say. But like, though, like, so it's more for me, it's like, what are the aspects that I want to give back and want to be representative of, if that makes mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. No, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I don't have a mission statement, but but, you know, I do think about what I, you know, what I want my brand to be. And and that's it. That's it's not. I don't do this one thing. It's more of I'm I want to be known for learning, giving back, inspiring and just continually uh, continuously learning. And those are the things that I want to be known for. And that's not a mission statement, but that's partway there. That's that's pretty damn close. I mean, it's it's I think it's easier. It's funny because I think it's easier when you have a, a mission statement uh, when you have when you have a mission. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's easier when you have a business Right, behind a defined because, business. Yeah, because your mission, your mission statement becomes how you want, really how you want to do business, right? Right. Oh yeah, and, for sure. And that's that's something that if you're if you're making, like somebody who's a content creator, one of the great things I forgot who said it, and I think I talked about it with um, with Dave, is you, when you're a content creator. For some people, making is a means to content creation, mm-hmm. um, and some people, was it Jimmy and. Bob, uh, Jimmy and Dave, uh, and Dave Picciuto that were talking about this. I think it was. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Making is their way. They want to be content creators, and making enables them to be content creators. Right. It goes both ways. Yeah. You know, and to decide if you're a maker or a content creator, you just have to ask yourself one question. If you were the last person on earth mm-hmm. doing a thing, would you still do the thing? And yeah. It's a really interesting question because I know a lot of people that are doing this now in um a content creation sense that have no attachment to what they're doing as far as the content, as far as what they're turning into content. There are woodworkers who just wouldn't be doing woodworking if they couldn't do it on YouTube to make money. Right. They they may, they may occasionally pursue a passion project where they're doing a piece or furniture or whatever, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that's actually really, yeah, that's a a good point. Uh, would you make leather on a tropical island in... Oh, wait. You already did. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> no. Well, no. I, well, what about this? All right. So, to flip it on that, I, I'm making all... What I do is because I enjoy making. Like, so, I'm not making any of the things I'm making because of content or to sell them, really. it's it, mm-hmm. Most of it is because I want to be making. Even, even these stupid little projects in between... Uh, you know, I call them my filler projects, the unnecessary leather projects in between <laughs> bigger projects. Mm-hmm. Like those, those aren't things that I'm, you know, maybe I wouldn't make them 
if no one was around. But at the same time, the reason I'm making them is partly, yes, partly to have something to post on Instagram. But it's also because I really do just enjoy making something. And and I think uh, I'm thinking back to when, uh, when we were talking about doing a giveaway. And I uh, emailed you and I was like, I made an X-Acto knife just because I needed to make something today. <laughs> right? Like, so yeah. there is part of me that's, it's... I, I think that's what I'm struggling. I struggle with, as I've talked about many times, is I'm a little in between. I, I like to make products to sell them. I like to make content, but at the end of the day, I really do just enjoy making. Yeah, I, th- I, I definitely think, I definitely think that there's a, a big chunk of that for people like us. Like, I really would be. I don't know what I'd be making mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for. So if it wasn't for the business, would I still make jewelry? Yeah, I'd still make jewelry. I mm-hmm. like make. I really do actually like making jewelry. It's not just a means to me making money, although it does make me money, right? Right. Um, would I do woodwork? Yes. If I was making nary a dime from woodworking, I would still do woodwork. I Again, I enjoy doing woodwork. Yep. Um, would I keep doing it if it, there was no money in it? I would do... I admit that maybe I would do less woodworking, if there wasn't money in yeah. it. Um, but as far as the jewelry, no, nah, I'd probably still make it. I would just give it to all my friends. Well, you know what, though? I mean, I got I was making before I discovered this entire world of Instagram and YouTube and everything like that. I was doing this before I'm before all of this. So I was doing it purely for my that is own true. satisfaction. And, you know, I was doing I was doing different things. So maybe there is a little bit of of the desire to be making things. You know what it is though? It's more of, I, I make smaller projects now because of the content, right? Um, mm, right, yes. wrong, or indifferent. And I don't really say that. I don't think that's a sacrifice because it's just, it, that's what I do. I, I like make, I make a lot of small things, but before I was doing this, I made bit projects and, and all the only people I shared them with it were my my family. I didn't even share them with my coworkers or my friends or anything like that. I was pretty shy about it, to be honest. And but I was making like, in my yeah, one bedroom home. condo, right? Yeah. So, like, I go home and I make stuff, and you're like, "Oh God, they're gonna think I'm a dork." <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I definitely did that. I was very shy about it, and I still am. I mean, most of my coworkers don't know that I do this, but um, but yeah. It, so yeah, I definitely would definitely still make if I was the only person in the in the left on the world. I'd make it. There'd be a lot of leather, though. Like, <laughs> there'd be leather wrapped rocks and uh, Twinkies. And uh... I, um, it's really funny because I have, I have all the stuff. I the first thing, the first maker thing that I did was three D printing. Oh, really? And yeah, oddly enough, the first maker, real huh. maker making thing that I ever did was three D printing, and. I got a 3D printer in April of 2017, and that's when I pretty much started as a maker. That was my thing. And I still have some of the first things I finished, the 3D prints that I finished and painted and set up. And I look at them from time to time, and I just go, wow, that was where I got my start. Like, I I started making, like, Harry Potter wands and Mario mushrooms and Mario stars. and, And it's just, I look at that stuff, and... I, the prints, like I look at them now and I go, yeah, I should have done that print better. Like I know how I could, like if I were to course, do those right. over today, I could do much better prints than the ones that I have, you know, sitting next to me right now. But I also look at them with a certain amount of, that's where I got yeah. my start. That oh, was yeah. my, that was my origin story, you know? Well, I think I've talked about before too. Like my big thing uh, before the making community was uh, twofold. It was 
Um, I was a big fan of going to, I was like repurposing antique things and not antique in, in the sense of, uh, you know, ornate cabinetry or anything like that. It wasn't like that, but you know, it was taking a really cool looking old brass, um, brass fire extinguisher, you know, mm-hmm. I, we've all seen those and I made, oh yeah. uh, I made a, uh, like a side table, you know, just a cocktail table. Um, out of one of those with like a brass wrap top and stuff like that. Like that was, it was that kind of thing. And then also instruments. So, um, I've talked about it before. I think it was probably my first episode. Uh, the, I learned how to, I took a course on building a, a acoustic guitar and that got me so inspired. So I made cigar box guitars. I made, uh, a ukulele kit and all those things. So those, those were the things that I was inspired to make at that time. And I wasn't sharing those with anybody. And so, yeah, it it is funny, though, how it changes. I don't know if it's if we just change or if it's the um, the audience and this, you know, sharing it that makes us kind of shift gears. I don't know what it is, but I definitely have changed what I'm making since I started. But wow, that really just wow. Did we change or did the audience? Holy crap, dude. Yeah. Right. Can't ask that question this late in an episode. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, man? Save that. Save that. Well, that'll be next week's episode. So yeah, if so I think the takeaway is if you are if you're doing this if you're doing any kind of making, which I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that most of you are, the takeaway that I'd like you to just mull over for a little bit is why do you do it? Why? Why why is making important to you? Just mm-hmm. you don't have to have a perfect answer. We don't none of us do, right? But think about that for a second. Think about wh- the why. Because the how usually comes along, right? Right. But the why is something that might focus you in a different direction. It might open up your eyes. It might make you see things differently. It may make you hate what you do and decide you want to do something else. It may make you go, I don't really like woodworking. I think I want to make jewelry, as an example. Not that I know anyone like that. <laughs> but um, No, I actually like woodworking. But seriously, it, it, what it did for me, what having this mission statement did for me was it made me say, <clears throat> okay, this is what my business needs to be now. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a way for people to have custom things. It's yep. not so much to have the things that I'm already making. It's for them to have a thing that I'm already making in a way that speaks to them. To them, right. And that's something now I'm focused on how can I make this custom? Well, I have the Glowforge. If you want a cutting board, I can laser etch anything you want on it. I can custom make. I am working on a piece of jewelry right now. I prototyped the first one last <clears> Tuesday. <throat> it is preposterous what I came up with. I can't believe it worked, and it did. So now I'm going to refine it a little bit, and I'm going to start producing these in metal, and they're going to be gorgeous. Right. And I am super, super excited about it, right? But why did these come along? Because I was like, you know, this is an original piece. And if I made one and said, hey, this is a one of a kind, but I can also do it with your name on it in some way, you know, people would just be like, yes, yes, sign me up, take my money. That's the kind of thing. So now I'm looking at things when I come up with designs or ideas where it's like, how can I make this a custom piece for somebody rather than just making it something off the rack? And that's something that I didn't have before. I didn't have that 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 North Star that I could look at and say, this is where my business is going. And I think that even if it's even if making is just a hobby for you, it will focus you in a way that you're probably not expecting. So definitely try to think of the why more than the how, because we spend so much time on the how. 
Well, and it, it, exactly. And I think I'm, I'm listening to you and I, I think there's a flip side to that, that you just got, you just went to. I think it's also okay to just think about that. And if you come to the conclusion that you're just doing it because you like doing it, that's then, fine. then stop, stop worrying about growing your YouTube channel or making it a business or whatever. If you just enjoy doing it, then mm-hmm. just accept that and just make for the sake of making yeah, that's a good I, point. I, I feel like sometimes in this community, everyone's getting sponsors or everyone's growing their business and, and that's what we feel like we need to do. And sometimes, you know what? That's not that's not your end goal. And maybe that's not where you want your brand to be. You just want to make and that's okay too, right? That's You know what? That's, that's actually really good. That's a really good point. And it may focus you on the fact that this is just for fun. Right. So that you could stop with all the external pressures and literally just have fun. Just it's make. okay to just have fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a real, damn dude. <laughs> you should take vacation more often. You're, you're, on, a, you're on fire tonight. I'm inspired. No. <laughs> so we got a, we got a review this week. Awesome. We haven't got one in a while, but we got one this week. Um, my good friend and fellow um, member of the Jason Stapleton cult, Ken Madden, actually wrote, Five stars, must listen for artists and makers. These guys have a show that is so entertaining, I can't stop listening. Full of good info and tips. Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate that. That's a really nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, wow. I, I love reviews. I, I reviews know. are so damn, I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I like me some validation, and reviews are very <laughs> Well, and it's good. funny how three sentences can make someone feel so good, right? Yeah, so. oh. Yeah, usually like you can keep the house, you can keep. The- oh, sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, we have we have a video of the week, um, and I'm very happy that it's the video of the week because I got to introduce you to somebody new this week. I know. I'm super pumped about it. So, um, one of my favorite YouTubers, and he's been one of my favorite YouTubers for a long time. Um, and I can tell you the story of how I found this guy. Actually, I came home from my parents' house one night. And I sat down on the couch, and I had basically gone through all my subscriptions. It was at the time, I think I only had about 50 subscriptions, which, holy crap, some of you were going, 50? I watch 50 every night. But um, I, was, I was going through my, and I was like, okay, I need something new to watch. So I went to the recommended tab in YouTube, which is you know a black hole of unhappiness and sadness most of the time. And I saw this guy doing like woodwork, and I was like, Okay, cool. He's got a kind of a nice vibe to him. And I watched him make... I don't even remember what it was, to be honest with you. I just don't remember what he made. But I remember watching him going, oh my God, this guy. I've always liked... And this might get me in trouble, but fine, whatever. Um, I've always liked Chris Salamone uh, a lot. I, I Chris Salamone I don't think is you're alone. one of the best in our space, right? Uh, this is not a knock on him. Well, and, and let me just... Inter- I think... His he has a style of video. Whether you like the his woodworking or not, he has a style that is very uh-huh. refined. Right? Uh-huh. So. There is there, yeah, and I was thinking, you know, along the lines of the stuff that he makes, and he mm-hmm. does tend to have. He reminds me, and this is going to come off weird, but he reminds me of Squarespace. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can pick out a Squarespace site. You, I don't need to look at it for more than one and a half seconds, and I know it's a Squarespace <laughs> site. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't look good, but it means it's identifiable as a Squarespace site. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a Chris Salamone piece. If you put if you put a bunch of his stuff on Instagram next to a bunch of other stuff on Instagram, I can pick his work out because it's distinct. Right. But it's also his. It and is, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? It, it's it's a brand, yep. but it's also yep. the same thing. So right. this guy, this guy's name is um John Perilla. He has a YouTube channel called Perilla Works. 
imagine Chris Salamone's level of precision, but with more variation in style. That's pretty much how I look at his work because he is a very precise guy. He is a very, you know, measure down to the last eighth, do everything by the books. Mm -hmm. And everything is super clean when he's done. I mean, not the way I work. No, not the way I don't know. I'd be honest with you. And this is why I think right. of Chris Salamone first. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because Chris Salamone is the only analog I can actually think of as far as the way he works. He's a really clean, really accurate, very precise woodworker. The stuff he makes is just spectacular. And he made one of the most beautifully simple projects. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a squiggle wine rack. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what he's calling it a squiggle <laughs> wine rack. And essentially what he did was he made a bunch of wavy lines. Um, he made one wavy line with the CNC and then used that as a template to keep cutting over and over again with a flush, with a templating bit, a bunch of squiggly lines. And then he glued them all together, rounded them over, and used them as a centerpiece to hold wine bottles. It is the most wonderful, beautiful, simple pro- In fact, I am telling you, I am going to be making this Oh, I project. hope you do. I, yeah, it's super nice. Because I don't have a CNC, but I do have a laser. Yep. And I could easily cut my template out of the laser and use a templating bit to do the, to do the squiggly lines. Yeah, you could cut out of like MDF or anything, right? Totally, yeah. I can use draft board. I can even mm-hmm. use a, che- a small piece of, yeah, whatever I could squeeze into the Glowforge. Right. And I can get 20 inches of length onto it. And I am absolutely, as soon as I saw this video, I'm like, oh, I am absolutely making these. And I am absolutely going to be selling them. <laughs> yeah, totally. They are just, they're fantastic. They look so good. It's such a beautifully simple project. And he does such a nice job on it. And it's Well, you know, you know what I liked about it, too? Mm. Um, well, first of all, so you introduced me to him. And I watched the video today phenomenal i mean i'm hooked i subscribe i can't wait to look at the backlog it's one of those uh channels oh oh yeah um but what the so i i watched the video i loved it and there was a moment at kind of towards the end where he talked about uh he was going to put a round over on the edges Mm -hmm. and which i would have done like i I was watching it i was expecting 100% would have put a round over on all the edges and Uh he's he's like i didn't because I actually liked the, you know, the square face with the curves of the wavy mm-hmm. and hundred percent. That was, yep. that was the exact right design um, decision right there. Totally. Once you look at it, you yeah. say, oh yeah, that looks, oh. that looks, that would have looked chunky with yeah, a round over, look, but it, it looked too rounded or like the, yeah. the, yeah. So that was a very, and that's the difference though. That's the difference between someone that can design something and someone that can make something because exactly. that was a design feature and decision that he made that totally made that piece work. So, yeah. So John Perilla, Perilla works. Um, the video is the squiggle wine rack. It'll be in the show notes as usually we do. <laughs> I, I love this guy. I really do. I love his, I love his vibe. And I always say, and you know, I've said a couple of times in recent weeks where I, if somebody's a pure, like a woodworking channel, I probably won't watch their videos He's one of the few people who is just a pure woodworking channel, and I've never gotten bored with his videos. Oh, I can't wait once. to. I can't wait I to have, go down the wormhole. Oh my god! You you just put go to the first video on his channel. Mm-hmm. You have, do you watch? Do you watch YouTube on your Apple TV? Mm-hmm. Great. Go to his channel. Go to the <laughs> go to the very last video. Scroll okay. all the way over, then hit play, and just sit back, and it'll just take <laughs> you all the way through his catalog. I did that one night. I was just 
Beth came into the living room and she's like, is that the guy with the coral shorts again? I was like, yep. She goes, wow, you really like his stuff. I was like, damn right I do. <laughs> so, yeah, he's. I love his stuff so much. And That's I loved awesome. it. I also loved that for the most part, with the maybe the exception of, I believe he has a jointer, but I think that for the most part, his videos are used, they use mostly accessible tools. Like yeah. even on this one, he used the CNC to make the wave. But the reality is you can, if you draw it and you cut it with oh, a yeah, jigsaw yeah. and sand it, it's a little more work, but you could easily do it with your, on your own with a with a, a jigsaw. You could do it with a bandsaw. Yeah. You could do it with a laser if you happen to have one of those. I mean, there's yeah, just he a He talked lot about that a little bit in the video too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the CNC. I do like also, by the way, as he was doing this, I'm like, why the hell isn't he making all the squiggles? with the cnc and he explained right. that the reason yeah. he didn't is because he didn't want to have that much waste material and i'm like yeah oh, yeah that does make sense all right cool good to know so yeah the squiggle wine rack john perilla from perilla works you are the video of the week i don't know if he has a twitter account that i can point out to him or an instagram that i can point out to him but i hope i no, hope I he gets solicited he, he is on instagram uh he mentioned it at the end of the video so Oh great! Yeah, yeah I gotta yeah. follow him. Actually, I haven't yet. But did you notice? Did you notice what he does at the end of his videos that I completely stole when I did my Tonka truck restoration? The like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. That's such a great. That's such a great touch. I know. I had the same thought. I was like, oh, that's a really nice. Yeah, I actually literally just stole it when I did the Tonka so truck. Funny. I was like, I didn't. Yep. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. I yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, Hey, I'm I'm an unapologetic thief. So oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, thing of the week. Do you want to you want to do your thing of the week first? Yeah. Well, all right. So actually, I was thinking about it. So my thing of the week was going to be the glass bead making, but uh -huh. we already talked about it. Awesome. Anyone that is the slight like the slightest interested in it should go after it because it's super accessible and. It's very, very cool. But I also, I just want to give a shout out to, I think he's a friend of the show and he just rebranded himself. Um, so I'm just going to give a shout out to um, our good friend, Mike Parsons. He is the untested, he was, sorry, he was the untested word worker on uh, Instagram and YouTube. And he just rebranded himself today as Mike Parsons Custom Creations. And I... I think it was a smart move. He he wanted to make it more of a brand. Um, and I think he's got a great new logo. Um, and yeah, he's focusing more on YouTube. So uh, he's building that channel. And yeah, I just, I, I, I like someone that is taking the initiative to really look at their brand and say, you know what, I want it to be something different. And he's doing that. So uh, hats off to you, Mike Parsons. Um, again, Mike Parsons, Custom Creations, check him out. Yeah, I was muted. Haha. -ha. All right, that's uh that's actually really good. I I he's a friend of the show. He's a friend, he's of, a friend of the show. Now, yeah. now he's um now I'm subscribed to him on uh, Instagram, which is really really good. Yeah, he's a good guy. He he makes a lot of great stuff, so. Yeah, I'm looking through his feed now. He's another one of these freaking clean freaking work. Very clean. Guys. Very clean. Yeah. Oh my god, I love these lamps. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, this could be a down the rabbit hole type thing. <laughs> probably have to not sit there looking at his feed for the rest of the night. That's a good one. <laughs> So, yeah, um, Mike Parsons. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Um, I got two this week, two, um, two, pick, two things of the week, one of which I'm going to, I'm, you know, I know that our friends over at, um, at Maker Vision are doing a um, book club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, they did, um, oh, damn it, the book. The book. Oh, the, the Everything's book. a Hammer. 
No, yeah, but they, they, the one they did this month. Oh, was, this month. Yeah, what was uh, it? What was the name of the book? Oh, uh, damn it. I know Mart- I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Hold on. Yeah, I know Martina's screaming at the podcast mm-hmm. right now. Um, Game Changers. They did Game Changers this month. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you found it as I yeah. said it, right? Yep. Um, I almost want to do, do that with this book because I feel like it should be a homework assignment for every one of you. It's a very short book. It was recommended to me by Dave Swiduck, you know, Dave Swiduck, um, Who? patron, patron, <laughs> patron saint of Because We Make. Um, it's called The War of Art, and it's by Stephen Pressfield. If you haven't read this book and you have any kind of creative pursuit, you are failing as a creator. <laughs> I am, God, I, and I don't I'm say failing. that lightly. This is one of those books that should be on every bookshelf in every creative person's workspace, in their, wherever. You need to read this book. He talks a lot about the concept of resistance. And hmm. you think, oh, okay, how interesting is that going to be? A whole book about one concept. But what he does is he extrapolates the concept of resistance out to the nth degree. Like so far out to the point where you start to realize that 90% of the time when you're not accomplishing something, it's probably you. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, by the way. This is a book about overcoming hurdles to get started. This is a book about self-motivation. It's a book about finding your inner voice. It's about finding your creative voice and finding the motivation to apply it to something creative. And one of the craziest things he says in the book, but it stuck with me so hard, was Hitler found it easier to start World War II than to devote his life to becoming a painter. And it just, Hmm. my head exploded when I heard it. Because, of course, that's one of those statements where you go, whoa, dude, come on. No, take it on its face value what he's saying, right? That it was easier. It was easier to do something colossal and world-changing that wasn't creative Hmm. than it was to do something creative. The idea of resistance is that it's this um, this inner voice that I have a name for that I will never say on this podcast because we'll <laughs> lose our clean tag. Um, but we have an inner voice, and that inner voice is only there to sabotage us and to mm. stop us from trying things and doing things and achieving things. And resistance is the manifestation of that inner voice. And he does some comprehensive analysis of the concept of resistance as well as what you can do to get past it and it is just i'm telling you if you've ever had writer's block creative block you've ever been in a rut you've ever any of this stuff it's all in this book and i'm telling Hmm. you the audible version of the book is two hours and 40 minutes if you can't do a two hour and 40 minute audiobook i don't even know what you're doing with your life (laughs) you know you could literally wake up in the morning put this on and finish it, then get out of bed at a normal hour. That's how short it is. When you're but socially distancing yourself in your shop, put the put it on. Yes, put it put it on. I I actually so I'm gonna I'm gonna say um I wouldn't recommend listening to this while you're doing anything else. Oh really? Okay. And I'll tell you, and I'm gonna tell you why because usually I do listen to audiobooks that way. But I will say there's so much in this this you densely yeah, packed okay. little book. That's fair. You're, yeah, you're gonna want it. You're gonna want to take notes. In fact, I'm actually gonna buy the paper version of this book so I can highlight some of it. That's how good it is. It's life changing for creatives. I don't rave about books very often. I don't read a whole lot of books, but yeah. this is one of those books where if you're not reading it, you're failing yourself as a creative. You have <laughs> to get it. 
go get this book. Period. It's on. You can, if, you, if you're an Audible member, you can. It's on Audible. You can get it for one credit. It's worth it. Just read it. Enjoy it. And if you do read it because I've just been blowing smoke up its butt for this long, do come back and tell me that you read it because I'm curious to see if you found it as life changing as I did. I don't actually know. Life changing is probably not the right word, but it 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 shifted my mindset yeah. about creativity and it made me recognize. <clears throat> bad habits in myself of why I don't get started on things or why I don't finish things. And all the stuff that we talk about on this show, the stuff that we see is stuff that we don't do very well is addressed in this book. So you definitely need to check it out. It's the war of art, Stephen S T E P H E N Pressfield, And of course the link will be in the show notes. I think, I think we should uh, challenge maker vision podcast to, to have this be the, they should. Yeah. 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 Guys, I know you, I know you both listen. I know you both listen because we listen to your podcast. Too, mm-hmm. So I know you both listen. Trevor, Martina, here's your next book. Trust me. Just trust me on this. This is your next book. I promise you, you will get a ton out of it. It will change everything for you. And maybe we'll even do a joint podcast. I'll tell you it. what. I'll tell you what. I, you know what? Let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Guys. Read that book. You come on here, and we will do a Maker Vision and Because We Make crossover episode where we talk about this book. Done. I'll, and that gets me to listen to the book. So listen, it's, because it's, I don't read. But listen. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell's got time to pick up a book? <laughs> it's current year, dude. <laughs> Unless you're socially distancing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last The last thing of the week and this is almost more of an announcement than a thing of the week but whatever um the patron saint of because we make david swiduck mm-hmm. actually had me on so since you were out of town i needed somebody to talk to yeah. on monday and since my friend <laughs> ethan was being a world traveler again um i actually got i actually got to hang out last monday with dave swiduck i'm a little jealous actually i mean not jealous <laughs> that you talked to him and not me i just i'm jealous that you got to talk to him and i didn't <laughs> <laughs> we did um we did a really 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 good episode of adventures in creativity it's the first time that dave and i that i've ever been on adventures in creativity without another guest so the first time i was on adventures in creativity i was on with aunt pruitt um this time it was just me and dave uh and we had we talked about let's see what did we talk about uh, you know what we talked about a lot of, it's going to be dropped check as we're recording this yeah it'll be out already so you can definitely check out that episode we talked about one of the things that we talked about i don't i didn't even <clears> want to talk <throat> about it here because i really want you to just hear me talking about it there um was something called imposter syndrome and i'm just going to give you a teaser imposter syndrome literally almost killed me okay and i'm not exaggerating that i am not being hyperbolic it literally, literally, not in the millennial sense, literally almost killed me. So there's your teaser. So now go listen to Adventures in Creativity to find out what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> um, let's just say that for a lot of you, a lot of you that listen to the podcast but don't follow me on Twitter or don't read my um, <clears throat> blog posts, this is going to be a very informative thing that I talk about. I don't want. I'm going to tease hmm. the hell out of it because hmm. I want you to listen to Dave's podcast. I want you. To, I want you to hear me talk about it there, um, and what I've been going through, and you know what the last couple of months have been like for me, and finally finding an answer and getting back to being myself a little bit, which is really freaking nice. So, well, let's face it, his podcast is amazing. So his podcast is amazing. If so, you're not subscribed right. to him, but you subscribe to me, what the hell are you doing with your life? Go subscribe to Dave. Listen, if 
Dave, Dave is the reason this podcast exists. So if for no other reason than you love this podcast, go subscribe to Adventures in Creativity. Because like I said, without Adventures in Creativity, there'd be no Because We Make. It just wouldn't happen. Um, even though I did podcasts beforehand, I was kind of podcast lax and Dave brought that back to me. So go listen, go listen, enjoy the podcast. I will have the link to that in the show notes and that is going to do it. All wow. right. We are definitely back because wow, this is an hour 20 <laughs> and I haven't even edited in the ad break yet. <laughs> you know, it was really funny. I didn't even know. I don't know if you know this, but the last two episodes, the ones that we did back to back. Yeah. They were the episode 37 was one hour, 11 minutes and 46 seconds. And episode 38 was one hour, 11 minutes and 31 seconds. They were 15 (laughs) seconds apart. (laughs) That's amazing. We split that night up perfectly. Right? (laughs) And it's still like we did two full episodes. I remember we were talking about it. We're like, we're going to do two short ones. We'll do two short ones. That's fine. Yeah. Not only did we not do short ones, they were just, they were long. They were deep. (laughs) And that's partially Morley's fault. And it was really funny because we did Morley Palooza. And then we came back with another one from Morley the next week. I know, I know. Wow! Well, actually, I did a shout out to him on my stories tonight because I I got his sticker. So, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, Yeah, Morley is uh, Morley's one of the good ones. Morley is definitely one of the good ones. So, um, (laughs) thank you everyone for listening. We really do appreciate it as always. Um, Based on feedback, we are not going to be starting a Patreon anytime soon. (laughs) Um, We literally got one response about it, and uh, it was a good response. Yeah, and. I just don't know if it's worth it to do a Patreon, not yet, a Patreon not yet. for one person. So thank you for th- not responding. That does confirm the fact that it would be a waste of time and we don't have time to waste. So thank you. Um, and I'm not saying that sarcastically, by the way. It's the pain in the ass to set up Patreon. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, we, so, wanna, we want to keep growing the community, and that's all that we care about. Yeah, I was just asking because people had asked. It's funny yep. that the people that exactly. asked me are now not responding when we ask, hey, we're going to do this. Do you want us to? It's like, well, I don't know. We didn't think you'd actually do it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back again next week. Um, In fact, we'll be back again next week, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a guest next week. What? Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have a guest. I think it's it's time. We have to get someone else in here. Yeah, Yeah, so we're going to have a guest next week. Awesome. Until then, everybody, have a great week.